you know, having left the separate country of Washington state, it's always good to tap back into friends uh, and see what's going on, particularly when I can tell you that the dictator of Washington state and his very thuggish henchmen, this dictator Inslee and this thug named Ferguson, who gets to call himself AG, do not want you to know about medical experiments that they, that the state has performed on prisoners. And in fact, it's not just COVID. It's more than that. Glenn Morgan from WeTheGovern.com joins us exclusively on the Todd Herman Show podcast. The Todd Herman Show is 100% disapproved by big pharma, technocrats, and tyrants everywhere. Now, from the high mountains of free America, here's the Emerald City Exile, Todd Herman. Today is the day the Lord has made, and these are the times through which God has decided we shall live. And today, the partner of the hour is us and our event coming up May 20th in uh, Bothell, right outside the, the Big Babylon, Little Babylon, Bothell, Washington, May 20th. The title of the speech in the evening is, Will God Rescue America? Tickets are only 20 bucks. You get them at the ToddHermanShow.com slash events. Um, there's not going to be a live stream, so the opportunity to see it is there. And uh, it's going to be about a thousand of our friends getting together. So people, you will have heard me read their tweets. They're fans of the show. I don't like that word. They're, they're friends. They're family with the show. May 20th, ToddHermanShow.com slash events. Glenn Morgan joins me uh, with quite a tale of the government deciding once again to hide our information from us. Uh, Glenn, welcome back to the podcast. Todd, as always, it's good to be here, and uh, it's exciting to know you're going to be back on the uh, wet side of the state uh, before too long. Well, yeah, and, you know, it's always interesting. Someone was joking with me the other day saying, you know, um, you should probably bring security in case the dictator of Washington, the country of Washington, wants to arrest you. And I didn't laugh. And he's like, what? I go, no, I do. <laughs> I actually do. <laughs> I, I, I actually have a couple of cops with me in case uh, Inslee sends some people down. And uh, I want to get to this this topic. It's on your website. There's a link in the show notes about this feverish effort that um, the dictator there is making with the so-called AG to suppress uh, public information from you. Uh, right. but let's get for a level set. You know, we're a national podcast. Uh, we just need to, I want to get level set on on the criminal organization that is the, the Inslee regime. And I'll start. Um, this is an organization uh, that has yet to come around and really explain why uh, fraud prevention techniques were turned off. Simple, uh, you know, across the board, every organization uses these fraud prevention techniques. Uh, and half a billion dollars is, I think, still missing. We're told it was Nigerian scammers. That's 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 an example of the criminality. And this, we call him Sideshow Bob, the sure. so-called AG. He had no interest in looking into that. Right. Hasn't, hasn't spent a moment. So that's that's one act, one criminal activity. So you tell my yeah. listeners about some criminal activities these guys have done. Well, you're right. And actually, that amount I think is closer to six hundred million dollars that's still never been found, and nor have they identified the internal employees at the Employment Security Department who turned conveniently off those fraud detection uh, uh, systems and who watched the money flow out the door. Uh, and uh, they have us believe that it went to Nigeria. <laughs> right. But um, 
Yeah, but in, but in addition to that, uh, the story that you linked to, and I really appreciate you having me on the air and also being, being willing to talk about the story, was it really started, at least this part of it, started in the uh, 2020 when they discovered a bunch of records at the Walla Walla Penitentiary, uh, which is the state prison you know, for, for Washington State. And they found a bunch of these records, and these records actually documented uh, human experimental, uh, med- medical experiments that have been done on inmates uh, historically. They were from the 50s all the way up until the 70s. And it included experiments using radiation and hallucinogenic drugs like Ditran, which is, which is pretty bad. It came out of the uh, U.S. military's chemical weapons uh, program. Uh, also, influenza, vi- uh, a viral drugs that were vaccines related by DuPont, other, other experiments that they had done on, on prisoners. And it had... Um, what was interesting about it was it's historical, right? Nobody in office today had anything to do with these, um, with these experiments, but they uncovered them and it was significant because, uh, some of these had not come to light before the Ditran experiments, for example. And some of these were original records where they were actually documenting psychotic episodes that inmates were having when they took these drugs and they were documenting it. And, the idea of informed consent was not exactly what we consider it to be today back then. So it, it uh, there had also been a big lawsuit in the nineties that uh, many prisoners and their surviving family members had had won against the state of Washington for a $2.4 million settlement over the radiation experiments that had um, significantly harmed quite a few of the prisoners at the time. So some of these records should have been discovered in that lawsuit. They were never provided. So anyway, they discover them. Okay. And, you would think the first thing the Anthony administration does when they get them, and this is not an unreasonable question, but they get notified of it in early 2021, right in the middle of the pandemic. The Anthony administration says, hey, did any of this stuff happen in the last 10 years, right? Perfectly reasonable question. I would ask the same thing. And the answer to that appeared to be no. And then you would think that what they would do is they would, you know, do a press release about it, say bad old days, it's not our fault, it's it's just something that happened back in the dark ages. And, you know, it's a, it's a window into a scary time of our past, something like that. You yeah. think they would do that. And in fact, they drafted up a press release that was going to say essentially that. But instead what happened, uh, and I have hundreds of pages of heavily redacted um, uh, correspondence between the Department of Corrections and the, the uh, Attorney General's office, and it involved people from the governor's office. And since I actually know what's behind the redactions in many cases, the, what actually happened is Inslee decided, listen, I'm getting ready to do my mandate here. I'm going to be imposing this on all of these state workers, and I'm probably going to be getting rid of a bunch of them, especially those who can think for themselves and probably the more conservative-oriented ones and the religious ones. This is going to be great. Um, the last thing I want is any bad news out there that could put a little bit of doubt in anybody's mind or distract them from the narrative that I'm going to push as, as Mr. Governor Inslee. So let's just sit on it and let's suppress the records. And let's hide them. And until I put that article out, uh, uh, you know, just recently, nobody has seen those records. Those records remained on ice for over a year, well, two years since they were discovered, and over a year since the uh, administration decided to suppress them in conjunction with Attorney General Bob Ferguson. I think it's important to recognize that the two of them were working together. They had minions essentially doing most of the work for them, but they, they were directing this from on high. And they chose to hide it for no other reason then just because the narrative above all is the priority and they cared not at all about the truth, um, letting people know what happened, letting some of these inmates are actually still in the prison system. They're pretty old now. 
not letting them know, not letting their uh, family members know, not letting anybody else know. The ACLU did know. Of course, they sat on it, too. So everybody was decided to be silent about this whole thing and hide these records until I put those, that article out. And, of course, at the end of the article, my big question is, if they're willing to hide something like this, that I, I frankly, you know, they're, they're really, you would think that you would just put it out. It isn't, you know, by itself in a normal world, you just do it because it's not even, it's not even specifically embarrassing your administration. But if they're willing to spend this much energy to suppress and hide something this significant, imagine what else they're hiding from us. That's the question that I think everybody should be asking. Yeah, that's a great question, um, particularly on the data front. And since you related to COVID and, and you absolutely should relate it to COVID, uh, I will bridge this over slightly historically and then, and then into the current time. Uh, Washington State, and there's an article from the LA Times that talks about this, and my mom was victim of this. Um, they tested radioactive isotopes in the school of milk of children. Just dropped it in there. And the LA Times writes about that time. It happened around Hanford. They wanted to see what would happen, right? That was the experiment. Right. Uh, so That's there's right. a very, very grim uh, history of doing this. And I, I would point this out that, and I know this to be true. I, I know that every re, uh, elected member of Republican legislature, uh, including a mm -hmm. guy running for governor, uh, uh, Fortunato, who I like, Phil Fortunato, I like him a lot, but he has proof that the Inslee administration lied about COVID deaths COVID illnesses, so-called cases, they have li literally no useful data. There is not an ounce right. of useful data because they had no testing benchmark. So they're hiding that. They hide it with the cooperation yep. of the Mockingbird media. Um, that data, and this I think they would be hiding, Glenn, was used to tell people like the state fire marshal, and I know you know the former fire marshal, fired yep. for not taking the injections though both his doctors said no no this stuff is uniquely formulated to kill you not not i mean it wasn't meant to kill you but you'll probably die from this given your background secondly you've had covid you've got robust antibodies that's one case right. so i mean th right. they they are making a meal of hiding this stuff and to take it back into prisons um, right. In partnership with the ACLU, they are now hiding from Washington state voters and the media, not that the media there cares, how many men uh, and many of them rapists are in prison cells with women. They won't let us have that sure. information uh, anymore. So I, I right. think there's a ton of things that they're, they're hiding. I would also wager a bet. I, I, I toss this bet out there right now. They're hiding how much money they got from pharma and from other organizations to keep the masks on and keep the schools locked down because it wasn't just the federal government's printed, made up, conjured, fake digit money that, that was involved right. in that. So, I mean, what do you, do you have any idea what else they're hiding? Well, the thing is, I always think it's all about the money. And anytime you want to find out what's going on in government, you first look at the money. Who, who's grifting the grants? Who's um, getting the contracts? Who's getting the cash? And that's always what you look at. Not just the secret stash of Nigerian princes that suddenly got $600 million overnight from DSHS. But, yeah. but I mean, the rest of the, the stuff that's out there done a little bit more openly. And so that stuff's almost always being hidden. And that's what they don't want you to look at. Uh, you know, it's just like trying to conceal uh, the curriculum that they're actually uh, teaching in, in classrooms or uh, trying to pretend, you know, one of the things I pointed out with the, these records is that they heavily redacted this correspondence, even a bunch of things that I'm sure that if I legally challenged them, I could probably uh, get some of the redactions removed on it. And it's absurd, but the reason why they were heavily redacting these documents is it's concealing Inslee's active involvement and coming in and basically saying, no, I'm, I don't want this out, this story out there, even though ethically we're supposed to put it out, 
even though legally we're supposed to notify these people, even though we're supposed to notify the, um, the former plaintiffs in the case that we settled, that here's records that we didn't reveal to you um, in your, you know, normally that would be what lefty attorneys would come out and be, you know, civil, if the, those who used to pretend like they cared about civil rights, they would be coming out and clearing, you know, saying this is a big deal. And instead, without a, without a whimper and even a shred of pushback from any employee at the attorney general's office, they, they completely decided to close ranks, uh, silence the truth and just keep it concealed. I mean, who knows how long they were still going to hold on to these records. We don't know. Um, now that I've blown it out, I'm sure they'll come out with some kind of story at some point in time, maybe in the next week or so, um, and trying to come up with some excuse why they decided to, to hide the records. But, um, you know, I think it's important to, if they're willing to hide stuff like this from 50 years ago, 60 years ago, stuff that has nothing to do with anybody in the administration today, just because of a yeah. potential concern that people might not, you know, might start to use it as evidence to question the current narrative today. Um, then, you know, what else, again, are they hiding that's much more current, like you're talking about? All of this information is fair game, and I think that people have to dig in and look everywhere. And frankly, I'm actively recruiting whistleblowers. Um, Inslee chased a lot of good people out of government, and they know where a lot of the bodies are buried, and it's sure helping me. I just can't keep up with all the stories. So you can go to wethegovern.com if you are such a whistleblower um, and and contact Glenn there. And, and Glenn absolutely takes care of his sources and he'll provide you with ways to get in touch with him that are encrypted and safe and and he'll take care of you. And that's you have my word on that. I've known Glenn for years. He's the best conservative activist in Washington state, bar none. Um, so you have I, I stand by Glenn completely on that. I'll tell you some of the things they're going to be hiding um, is they're going to be hiding their knowledge of the death rate. Uh, they know right. that it was a 99.87% survival rate. They know that kids weren't at risk. They're going to be hiding reports of, of injection injuries there. They're going to be hiding reports from first responders because I, Glenn, Glenn, I've spoken personally with eight uh, first responders, paramedics who mm -hmm. said uh, so much of our day now is spent showing up at injection sites where people have passed out. Um, where people are in states where they, they appear to be in the early states of cardiac arrest. Um, right. We're not to talk about that. It's never to be reported. When we show up at an injection location where they're sticking mRNA into people, we are not to mention that we're there. They want us to, you know, use a, an address nearby. And so they're, right. they're hiding data like that. Um, Johnson and Johnson, the, the feds just had to come out and limit Johnson and Johnson injections um, the number of people yep. who can get them because it has these these distinct side effects. Well, I'll tell you something. J&J &J pales in comparison to Pfizer and Moderna, but those guys are more mobbed up. They're going to be hiding that. Um, right. There's so much that they're hiding. And it's it's remarkable because the Democrats, as you'd said, I mean, civil rights, and et cetera. But they're supposed to be the ones of open government. And, and no. right. They're, they're nothing. Yeah, no. They're nothing like that. And had this no. been during the Trump administration, you know, the, the thug Ferguson, the so-called attorney general. I don't know how much he grifted in campaign finance money using his office to shake down the Trump administration with lawsuits. If this right. had come out, imagine this. Imagine um, breaking news from Washington, D.C., a shocking turn of events. The Trump administration has been performing medical experiments on detainees mm -hmm. at the southern border. We go now live to Washington State Attorney General Bob Ferguson, who has filed suit. Can you imagine right. what, what, what Ferguson's office would have done here, right, in, in that case? Right. I mean, listen, uh, Ferguson, uh, you know, and the other thing to put in context, too, is when this – 
decision by the Inslee administration was made, at least in regards to these records. At the time, you know, the the uh, it, the legislature was basically at home playing Zoom, right? Right. Uh, pretending to pretending to be legislators. They had put the fences up around the Capitol, and they wouldn't let uh, citizens go there. And they were threatening to arrest people who were protesting. That's when I scheduled the um, "Let's commit an act of free speech and get arrested" uh, event to make them push back, you know, pushing back on that at the yeah. time. And and they, you know, the uh, L and I under Ferguson's direction was they were kicking out six figure. Uh, fines like confetti at a Fourth of July parade, and Ferguson couldn't find any problem in Seattle or any crime that he wanted to prosecute, but he was certainly finding a lot of businesses he wanted to destroy. And so, the at the time, that was their mentality, and they decided let's conceal this information. Um, you know, this is just part one in this whole series that I'm planning on doing here. But there's there's a lot that they are hide that they were hiding, they are hiding, and they continue to plan to hide uh, moving forward. And it's incumbent on us to, when we find this stuff, to get out there and expose it. There's no reason not to expose it, I don't think. Uh, so um, I, 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 I cannot, this is my failing as a host. I am incapable of adequately explaining to people how corrupt that state is. And mm -hmm. I'll, I'll give you an example. Uh, you break a story that Bob Ferguson mm -hmm. uh, committed campaign finance felonies in all likelihood. You, you have such good evidence that the Public Disclosure Commission in that state or, or, or you know, separate country, I call it, Washington, yeah. um, you have sufficient evidence that the Public Disclosure Commission, a government body, gives you standing to sue on behalf right. of the taxpayers of the state right. of Washington. You send me this information. You have now right. been given standing to sue. The state of Washington will, in fact, enforce a judgment against Ferguson if, if it succeeds. A, no lawyer would take the case because they were afraid of Ferguson. B, right. I took that straight to two newsrooms. I said, right. here it is. This is the information. This is, this is the proof. Here's the standing Glenn has to sue on behalf of the state of Washington. Right. Not a single reporter would touch that piece. But Tim Iman, who is an activist in Washington State and 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 a very good one, and they have they the the thugs there have they've taken his house and his marriage. Right. He's he's being the fact that he keeps fighting is just an, an act of will. I can't believe it. That he he walks out of a store with a chair. They say he stole. He says he was distracted. Right. He thought he'd paid. That same media goes after a private citizen uh, Tim Iman for a chair. But they won't, right. they won't take what you've done and use it as legitimate news. Have right. I know that you've been on or you're going to be on. It's Monday morning, so I'm sure you're going to be on conservative radio. Right. But does King 5 News or, or Cairo 7 or, or Q13 Fox, do they ever come to you and say, hey, hey, tell us about this? They won't on this one, and I'll tell you why. is because it has this hint of a concern over the COVID narrative. And every one of the mainstream outlets is afraid of writing anything that has any potential critique. They'll, they'll, they'll cover the stories that I do on uh, more traditional run-of-the-mill corruption. They'll do, you know, when I catch somebody stealing money, right, they'll do that story maybe. But as long as it wasn't COVID cash. Um, but they, they uh, yeah, they're not going to ever touch these kind of stories. At least that's been my experience so far. Um, but it doesn't mean you can't shame them. And it doesn't mean you can't keep throwing it in their face if you have it. And it, you know, listen. It just gives me an opportunity to get out there and do more, more of my stories. Then I, you know, I'm not sitting around waiting for their approval. I certainly am not asking the permission. I don't care what they think. I just, you know, expose the truth. 
those guys can sit around and, and ask for crumbs from Inslee Ferguson's table so that their PIOs give them some kind of inside story. But um, I'm certainly not going to wait around for that. No. And, and that's one of the reasons you're such a brilliant uh, activist for the people. And um, yeah, I'm going to be over there. May 20th, uh, it's a 6.30 to 8.30 p.m. event. It's in Bothell, Washington, and tickets are 20 bucks at the toddhermershow.com slash events. Glenn knows it has lifetime VIP privileges at any event I put on. And it's really just me being selfish because he's a rock star and it's just neat <laughs> to have him around. Um, and it's going to be, it's, it's such a mixture of happy and sad to come back, um, to that place that was my home. I was born in Washington state and raised my daughter there. Um, the only way it survives is an act of God, Washington state, um, or more people like you. So how can people join you? Cause I know you do trainings, you teach people yep. how they can get public records. You're not, you're not yep. Bogart in the knowledge, man. Um, you pass the knowledge on, you pass it around like a doobie, right. pass the doobie on the left-hand side. So how do people get to you to get the doobie of knowledge? So one thing they can do is I, I still have a YouTube channel, which is amazing. And uh, so they can go there and look at any of the videos, uh, subscribe to the channel, subscribe to my website, actually. If you go to wethegovern.com, you can subscribe there. And uh, that gets you on the list, and then you know what's going on. I do put on training sessions on a regular basis, but I, I let local groups sponsor them. Train probably 600 activists in the last four or five months in the state. Uh, there's, there's a high degree of interest in this. So a lot of people are out there yeah. and engaging and wanting to be more involved than ever before. So um, just reach out there. Those are the two best places to do it. And um, you know, Todd, can I say something to your uh, listeners here from other states? Yeah. More conservative states. Um, don't think that you're immune. There's nothing that's happening in Seattle that can't happen in your state, and it can happen in months or years from now because most of my conservative friends and activists I've been trained in other states that are more conservative, they're asleep at the switch, and they just have this sense of cocoon belief that because for some reason they have Republicans in office or they think they're in a conservative environment that it can't happen to them. And they're completely wrong. You have to be assertive and aggressive. And that's why I believe my mission is to fight in a state that is and is has as many challenges as Washington, because defeating it here protects you where you live. And um, it, if you if we lose in states like Washington and we don't take it back, then uh, Idaho's doomed, South Dakota's doomed. It, it comes, it spreads like a disease, and it's actually harmful, not not not, not like a fake one. So um, this is the type of thing that really has an impact on people. And engaging now and not falling asleep to switch. Don't be apathetic. It's it's coming. You got to stop it. Socialism and all the bad ideas that come along with it. It's a disease, and uh, we have to fight it now. Every speech I give in Idaho, every time I I, I go you know speak and get paid to speak or even speak for free, uh, I tell people about Boise. I give them the signs. Um, mm-hmm. I, I show show them that hey, your government in Coeur d'Alene wants to share a so called light rail. A transit taxing district with Spokane. Uh, if you enjoy Spoke criminals coming and breaking into your car at night, well, you just build that train. Yeah. So I've, I've yeah. let people know, and I put together my Red State Firewall series, um, which is a series of of ideas on how to keep red states red. One of them is a welcome to Idaho tax. It's blatantly ideological. Oh, you've bought a house? Oh, fantastic. We're going to be taking five grand or three grand or a grand per year to defend the First Amendment and the Second Amendment. And it'll be specifically used to this. So we'll, we'll take that in cash money right now. Yeah, it's one of the things that I'm, I'm trying to impress upon people uh, because I firmly agree we need a firewall. And, and, and frankly, Glenn, if we build a firewall, then that helps you in your battle and your separate country too. So sure. right, we'll help each other. Yeah, and it's, it's, you also have to play offense and not defense. Yeah. Conservatives like to play defense. I don't know why, but they do. 
you play offense and you go after them. The other side is a target-rich environment filled with a lot of clowns and criminals and crooks and grifters, and they deserve to be exposed, and they know they're, you know, it's like shining the light on a bunch of cockroaches. The more you do it, the more they run, and, uh, but you don't win if you cower in the corner and hope that they'll not see you. Yeah. That's just not how it works. Yeah, as you know, I've spent my life as a shy man. I, yeah. <laughs> I say very little. Why we love you, Todd. Yeah, right. Well, Glenn Morgan, <laughs> WeTheGovern.com. Always a pleasure to see you, see your face, and, uh, and talk with you. Please go to WeTheGovern.com. Uh, subscribe to Glenn's website. It's a great tool outside the state of Washington. It's a vital, necessary tool inside the state of Washington. I'll just uh, ask you to go with God's good grace, Glenn. All right. Thank you so much, Todd. Thanks for having me on. My pleasure. See, I can trust Glenn. It is so important that we have people that we can trust in these times. And recently, someone asked me how much research I did about lower capital management and Zach Abraham before we brought him onto the show. Uh, more than you'd think, actually. So, number one, I found out about lower capital management and Zach Abraham through my dear friend, Dory Monson, a former colleague in radio, still a uh, market dominant radio host in, in Seattle. His show is so dominant. And I found out about Zach through Dory, who said you should really meet him. And Dory has been an endorser of Zach's for a very long time. They've known each other for a very, very long time. So then I personally met Zach. So that would, in, in the case of Dory, I was writing off of Dory's nearly decade of research on Bulwark Capital Management. Then I met Zach personally at the radio station. I got to know he and his wife, um, their philanthropic behaviors. Um, I've worked out with Zach that told me a lot about his nature um, and strengths and humility. And then I began to listen to the radio show at knowyourriskradio.com. And he was very consistent He's been a truth teller about the way the financial markets are fixed because they are fixed, they're rigged, and yet it's the system that we have. And he's been so consistent in talking about hyperinflation, 0% interest rates, and the fact that this simply is unsustainable, and it's the only system we have. And then as I started to think about an age where I don't want to work as much as I do now, which I, I, I don't like the phrase retirement, but it means something, so it's the word we use. Zach works with a lot of people nearing retirement and in retirement. His focus is risk management. It doesn't do you any good to build your portfolio up 60% to see it drop 80% in the next year, particularly if that's going to be the year before retirement, right? So that's the risk management focus. And that's what Bulwark Capital Management does. They do it openly. Zach looks at every single portfolio, Okay. So you can call Zach Abraham at Bulwark Capital Management, find out if you could retire now, maybe early, if not when. He'll tell you the truth on this. It's 866-779-RISK. That's 866-779-RISK. Or you can just go over to knowyourriskradio.com. That's knowyourriskradio.com. Investment advice cannot be given without a client services agreement. Bulwark Capital Management and Investment Advisor Representative of Trek Financial LLC and SEC Registered Investment Advisor. And we shouldn't have to trust people like the dictator of Washington State to provide us our data. This stuff can all be fixed. This goes back to a, a purposeful misunderstanding. It's not even a misunderstanding. It's, it's, a, it's a game that the party has played. And they played it very, very well. Over time, the party has shifted things so that we have to ask permission to see 
our information. The dictator of Washington state has no right to block us from seeing the medical information or about the medical experiments done to prisoners. Number one, we paid to put the prisoners there. Number two, someone got paid for the medical experiments, probably our government. And of course, government officials almost certainly got bribed. Almost certainly. We have the right to all of that. And the fact that we have to ask to see it is insane. This is very much like going into your bank and saying, hey, how you doing? Um, just uh, hate to bother you with this. Uh, I was looking at online banking. I didn't recognize some charges. Can we pull some paper copies of my charges and go over them together? Um, actually, you'll need to file a request with our management to see your account. But it's my money. Yeah, what we'll need you to do is we have a department called the Public Disclosure Commission. You'll need to write them a letter with the specific charges you'll need to see. Now, some of the information may come back redacted to protect privacy, but it's my money. Well, but it involves vendors and other people, and they may not want that information released. So, like we said, we'll respond within 30 business days to your request. Same dynamic. And I can further prove this is a game. The same party that wants us to have to put our medical records onto phones in, in, the, in, in the presentation of an injection passport, traveling papers, that's not, that's not stored on your phone. It's updated to the cloud. So they want you walking around with this in the cloud. This is the same party that wants all of our medical information in the cloud. Amazon.com is buying your medical records and your credit records to put in the cloud. Okay. The government that is obsessed in the party that's obsessed with moving us all over to electric vehicles. That has nothing to do with saving the environment. It has to do with turning over the economy, forcing people to purchase new cars, changing the dynamic of who travels. Now it's going to be a rich person's experience. So poor people get scuttled off into the cities. So the rich people have more land for themselves. And it has this. The new vehicles are trackable. Every bit of information about where you go. And as a matter of fact, in the new generations, it'll be with who because facial recognition cameras. All that stuff is going to be in the cloud. If you don't think that the big slobbering bellies of the um, of the insurance lobby is leaning up against the glass window of electric vehicles saying, give us that data so we can charge people more money because a computer says they took a right hand turn too quickly or they braked too hard or they accelerated too quickly. Give us that data, please, please, please. They're slobbering against the glass with their great big horse tongues. Well, that's all stored in the cloud. They don't have to ask for that. Amazon doesn't have to ask for it. Police departments no longer have to go ask for your ring camera footage. You know, Amazon's done deals behind people's back with law enforcement all around cities and municipalities. You may well be feeding camera footage to law enforcement now, and you don't know it, depending on your, on your jurisdiction. All right, so all this stuff is stored in the cloud. Everything but our data, the, our, our information, the, the emails between office holders, those belong to us. The meeting notes belong to us. Every single meeting between office holders should be on camera and we should be able to demand it. No, no, not even demand it. It should be stored and labeled. 
We should be able to, anytime we want to, go watch it. Anytime we choose to, we should be able to go through and, and, and peruse the emails of, of public servants, so-called public servants. That would turn them back into public servants. Now, that doesn't mean that they'd stop taking bribes. They just have to be more careful about how they did it. What you'd have is they'd be going more often in D.C. They'd go more often to the Republican National Committee and the Democrat National Committee, which is what they do now. They play games. They walk across the street and make donor phone calls. And then they go back over across the street, which is a five minute walk. But it would make it harder. They'd have to do more five minute walks. See, and this should be something that journalists demand. Now, there are very few journalists left. The AP is 100% committed to propaganda. Just this weekend, their style guide came out and they're pretending that men can get pregnant. It's the now official style guide that they're going to use pregnant people. So they don't really care to get this information. If they did, if investigative journalists cared about this, can you imagine what this would do for their business? They could employ, no, not even employ people. They could have volunteer readers watch every single session, read every single email. This is what it looks like to monitor your government. We're a representative democracy. They represent us. How do we get to determine if they're representing us well, if all we can do is count on their votes and which are doctored because they make up the names of legislation. They bury things in legislation. You know, a hundred thousand page legislations or bills. No one knows what's in those. Not until a year later do we figure out all the hooks. So this is a trick they've played across time. I propose the following. Unless it's an active court case or criminal investigation or could violate sources, methods, or assets of the intelligence community, that stuff is ours. If we ask for something that is a current criminal case or involves intelligence services, it goes before a committee, but not an intelligence committee. It goes before a panel of judges and not the FISA court, which is a secret court. It goes in front of a public court to decide if we get to see that information. That should make up about 5% of all records requests. Right? This stuff is solvable. And you talk about records. The government has had to finally limit who can get the J&J injection because the, the side effects are too pronounced. But J&J is no worse than Pfizer or Moderna. In fact, it's probably better. This leads up to an email we got from a longtime listener to the show, dear friend of the show, who thinks that President Trump is playing it right on the injections. We'll get to that in just a second. Um, the fact of the matter is, uh, in, in terms of playing it right, like, let, let me, let me lay out this scenario to you. I had lunch with my, um, my dear nephews, my, my dear nephew the other day, and he was looking at college costs, very smart kid, diligent worker, you know, getting all sorts of offers. And it's my view. I wanted him to go in state because I don't like college debt. So I introduced to him the the uh, theory of opportunity loss. This is what you could have done had you not done this. So if you hadn't done A, you could have done B. If you hadn't bought the new car, you could have invested the money. Okay, so opportunity loss. This is so vital to understand all of us. If you're a grandma or a grandpa and you got your house paid off, 
Can I ask you to get in touch with your kids and have them get in touch with American Financing at AmericanFinancing.net? This is a family-owned mortgage bank. Think of how hard that is to be a 20-year family-owned mortgage bank with A-plus at the Better Business Bureau. Husband and wife own this place. They are regularly saving their customers a thousand bucks a month on refinances, but this simply cannot last. Just the math is impossible. It cannot sustain itself, but it's happening on a regular basis now. Now, why do I say American financing? Well, number one, they partnered with our dear friends, departed friend, God rest Rush Limbaugh for about a decade. So that says a lot. Number two, I mentioned they're family owned. Well, they also have A plus to the Better Business Bureau, 6,700 stellar Google reviews. They don't charge upfront fees. They're open nights and weekends to meet your schedule because when you begin the refinance process, you want it done quickly. You can apply online and they create custom loans, custom designed for you to achieve your goals. So if your grandma or grandpa and your kids have not refinanced in this economy, can you please send them a grandma and grandpa note and ask them to go to AmericanFinancing.net. It's AmericanFinancing.net. The opportunity loss, well, think of it this way. If they weren't spending that thousand bucks a month on a mortgage, in 10 years, they could save 120 grand, but that doesn't count interest. And if they do smart investing or roll it into a retirement plan, it doesn't count that. Or maybe they just continue to pay the mortgage and they pay it off early. So have them get in touch with American Financing at AmericanFinancing.net. Here's the phone number. Just have them call 866-887-2275. Okay, American Financing at AmericanFinancing.net. 866-887-2275 or AmericanFinancing.net. NMLS 182334, NMLS Man, I've never seen anything more clearly. I have the strongest sense of this Johnson and Johnson thing where they, the, the government has now suggested limits. They're not going to give the Johnson and Johnson garbage to as many people. I, I can see it written on the wall right there in front of me. Trump did this. Trump did this. And a good friend of the show has been with us a long time. Mark from Monument, Colorado wrote to me. Mark and I agree on a bunch of stuff here. And on this one, we're going to, I'm going to, Mark, as a brother, I want to present to you where my view is at on this. So Mark wrote um, on Trump and Warp Speed. Happy and blessed Saturday to you, Todd. I wanted to send you a quick note on my analysis of President Trump and his desire to keep Warp Speed in everyone's mind. In short, it was an enormous logistical and bureaucratic victory. President Trump is not touting the efficacy of the shots. He's not considering at all. I'm sure by now he's heard about the terrible and unholy effects these shots have on the human body. But having received at least three of them himself, he doesn't want to focus on that. The city wishes to remind people that he was the outsider who came to D.C. and figured out how to push these things through the gauntlet of the FDA in record time. That is the accomplishment he's leaning on. The tactics in line with so many other red tape accomplishments he had in his presidency, the infrastructure permits come to mind. It used to take a decade to overcome the environmental requirements to build a highway. He wanted to cut that down to a year. And if memory serves me, he did. Warp speed is presented to the American people by him in the same light. While I'm writing to you, President Trump over DeSantis, hands down in a heartbeat. Trump has proven he gets it done. 
I greatly appreciate your show. Started listening to Rush in 1993. I hear echoes of Rush in you that have put a lump in my throat at times, especially when you recently discussed the God-based origins of the United States of America, the driving force behind the founding fathers and the Declaration of Independence. I've told you this in the past. You, Todd, are the right guy at the right time for this country. I don't know if Rush would have elevated his conversation to a God-centric one as you have. We desperately need God in the conversation now and at a national level. God's continued blessings to you, your family, your podcast, USA, and of course, God rest our Rush. Sincerely, Mark from Monument, Colorado. Mark, I appreciate that note so very much. Very, very kind of you. And thank you for the years of support to the show. And just one comment on the Dear Maha. In the last year of his life, I don't know where he would have taken the show, but I know where he took it. He bought America more time. He explained the deep state. He told us the election was rigged and he was right. And more importantly, he brought a lot of people to the Lord. God used Rush towards the end of his life to say, hey, you've had this platform. Now, how about me? I know for a fact because I got the emails as a guest host. A lot of people went to the Lord, came to him, took the knee to the Lord because of what the Maha did. Now, to the topic of your writing me, I want to start with this. This is a uh, past weekend at a Trump rally. Guess who got on stage with President Trump? And as you listen to this, Mark, and everyone else, as you listen to this, listen to see if anyone applauds. With us are some friends of mine. They wanted to say, I said, don't come tonight. Let's go another time. It's pouring. Woody Johnson, a great gentleman. You ever hear of Johnson and Johnson? He owns the place. I tell you what, this guy's got cash like nobody's got cash. Johnson and Johnson, his incredible wife, Suzanne Johnson, whose family is very, very close. And she comes from Ukraine. So she's uh, she has a little bit of a hard time with it, but she's an incredible woman. Another incredible woman is Summers Farkas. A person respected by everybody in New York. One guy applauded. I, Johnson and Johnson, during the week that the government stopped letting everybody have that garbage, the mRNA. Well, theirs is not mRNA. What is it? Um, ANA. Um, that's bad judgment. And I want every advisor to President Trump who suggested that fired or who didn't go to the president and push back and say, no, 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 no. These guys are going to go down. See, now that's one clip. He's also said that the injection saved hundreds of millions of lives. He is someone we owe so much to. He destroyed the credibility of the deep state. In fact, he's the one who who showed us what it is. It's not just the intelligence service. It is the CDC and the FDA. You think they weren't excited to get pushed? Of course they were. It's all about the money. We owe President Trump showing us what the Mockingbird media is. We owe him. We always will. Now, as you listen to this next clip, though, this is the president bragging about the injections, being the father of the injections. I want you to listen to this like a prosecutor. Because if President Trump runs again, and I think he will, and if he's the nominee, and I think he will be, someone is going to take the fall for these deaths because they're not hideable anymore. How do I know? Because the insurance companies are having to pay off claims. Too many of them. Too early. 40% all-cause mortality is up. 
it's, it's pardon me, all cause mortality is up by a, a total of 40%. Millennials is 80%. The insurance companies are largely public companies. They have to disclose these losses. The mockingbirds are going to have to try really hard to hide this. Never let a good crisis go to waste. Fauci will turn. If President Trump runs and is the nominee, it will go like this. Well, you know, I didn't want to see anything at the time because of, of care for the country. And, and the voters had rejected a second Trump term. But it's, I think it's really important now um, for people to understand that we were really pushed. Even, 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 even Trump um, says that he pushed the FDA much faster than we would have liked. A lot of us had concerns. The CEO of Pfizer said he was surprised um, that they selected the, the, the mRNA because it was so untested. I, I was also very, very surprised. In fact, I have here a, a soundbite of, of, uh, of Donald Trump talking about pushing us. I would have put a warning on or something on just that particular vaccine, but I certainly would have paused it and, and gotten front page news all over the world. And then people don't want it. And it probably even affects the others because, you know, there's a big situation with a lot of people don't want to take the vaccine. Well, this played right into their hands. And they want me to do public service messages and everything about everybody taking the vaccine. And look, I guess in a certain way, I'm the father of the vaccine because I was the one that pushed it. You know, to get it done in less than nine months was a miracle. Fauci said it would take three to five years. He thought it was uh, something that just wouldn't be that effective because it would take so long to get. We, I pushed the FDA like they have never been pushed before. I wouldn't exactly say they're, uh, they're in love with me. They have never, this is a very bureaucratic organization. I push them like they've never been pushed before, and that's why we have it. Uh, when they did the pause on Johnson & Johnson, I thought that was a, a very, very stupid thing to do. Would you recommend to our audience that they get the vaccine then? I would. I would recommend it, and I would recommend it to a lot of people that don't want to get it, and a lot of those people voted for me, Frank. Did you hear it? That goes before a prosecutor. The prosecutor takes that and says, here's what you did. You pushed them. You politicized the process. Fauci says, yeah, he did. Rochelle Walensky says, um, yes, he did. Francis Collins, Bill Gates, they all turn and they hang it around President Trump's neck. They launder their crimes they cripple a second President Trump victory. I beg the people who surround the president to seek guidance from the Lord and to humble themselves before God because the pharma companies are in large part unholy and ungodly. So is what Fauci does, so is the abortionist Collins. They're using evil. I beg Trump's supporters to beg him to look again at all this stuff. Oh, heavy show. This is the Todd Herman Show. We so appreciate your support. Please share with friends. Please go be well, be strong, be kind, and let us, in fact, be thankful that the Lord protects truth tellers like Glenn, Robert Malone, Peter McCullough, and like you, thank you for digging for the truth.